Good morning, and it's good to share with you this short time as we gather around God's Word. You might remember that yesterday, in the Garden of Gethsemane, we saw how Jesus had asked eight of his disciples to wait while he, Peter, James and John, went a little further on to pray. And on that short journey as they went along, Jesus told them how troubled he was. And in his anguish, he asked his three friends to watch with him while he moved a little further. And he fell down and he prayed. We read in Matthew 26, verse 39 to 41. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Jesus had prayed for an hour. That was a prayer of anguish. We don't know all the words that he spoke. We know a few of the words. And we know that the three disciples with him, while they fell asleep. So there are two things that I want us to take from this this morning. First of all, while it was important to have friends with him, the important thing was that Jesus came to bring things into the presence of God his Father through prayer. Now, Jesus was not afraid of death. Death is the result of sin, and he has not sinned. He was sinless, so death could not take him. But he would willingly enter death for your sins and mine. And he'd enter knowing that when he did, his father would turn his face away from him. And that was because he bore upon himself our sins. Now, this is the cup that Jesus speaks about. And he's not asking in this prayer that it be taken away. The phrase, if it is possible, emphasizes the fact that it is not possible because it is the cup that only he could drink. And it is the will of the Father that he should do that. And he is the only one who could do this. Nobody else. Secondly, what about the disciples? Well, they fell asleep. Now, we know it was late and they must have been tired but it tells us that they didn't see the importance of the need for prayer. We have that phrase that we probably know very well. It's quoted many, many times. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. This is a challenge to our good intentions. The thought is there, but so often we fail to put it into practice. And it shows us as Christians the need for us to be alert and to be ready, and to be ready to pray. You know, Jesus had more than once told his disciples what would happen to him. Let's just read one of those occasions found in Mark's Gospel, Mark 8, verse 31. This is Jesus speaking. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed 
and after three days rise again. With these things in mind, uh, we looked at the chorus of a song yesterday. Uh, the song was called, Oh, Make Me Understand It. Help me to take it in. What it meant to thee, the Holy One, to bear away my sin. Listen this morning to one of the verses from that hymn. Was it the nails, O Saviour, that bound thee to the tree? Nay, twas thine everlasting love, thy love for me, for me. And that is also the love that he has for you. Let's just listen again to the words of Jesus in John chapter 15, verse 13 through to 17. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down his life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command, I no longer will call you servants, because a servant doesn't know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Let's just spend a few moments as we pray together. Father, again, we thank you for these words. We thank you that through them we can see something of that great love that you had for us. It might be that we can relate a little bit to physical pain, but the spiritual anguish that you went through, no one else was or would ever be called to do that, to drink that cup that you drank in full when you gave your life, and you gave your life that we might be free from sin. And our Father, we do ask that you help us to understand it, that we might take it in. Our Father, as we come before you this morning, remind us to pray, remind us to pray for each other. Our Father, we very often have the heart to pray and then we forget, but forgive us for that. And we just come this morning and ask that you would keep us alert to the troubles of this world and for the needs of the people of this world, and especially for the needs of those who love you. And we just bring them before your presence now as we ask you to remember them. And we thank you again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we've seen this morning that even Peter and John and James let Jesus down. You know, no friend is more faithful than Jesus. And again, I always think of hymns, and I think again of that hymn that I've probably mentioned many times before, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and in particular that verse, can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. He is our friend. Our friend indeed. Now may God bless you. And again, um, I'll be back tomorrow with another very short uh, thought about this prayer that was prayed by Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the meantime, may God continue to bless you.